Hello and welcome to PFF Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ian Harditz. Happy Best Ball Wednesday. For the better part of the next four months, we're going to be doing a best ball stream, usually courtesy of the fine folks over at Underdog Fantasy, made from FFPC as well. And by we, I mean myself and none other than PFF's resident fantasy rock star, Dwayne The Rock McFarlane. Dwayne, happy happy Best Ball Wednesday, man. We got our brews. Great day to be great. Got our brews. Got our, we got our drafts and we got our draft. That's how, that's how we roll. That's how we roll in. You know, if you need a dad joke, just pitch it to me. It <laughs> we are in the $5 underdog lobby. Uh, we have the screen share going. Those of you on YouTube, you can also check out the video over on Spotify. So I'll have the queue up and we are picking spot number 10. Uh, draft was just able to fill. We'll make sure to go through some of the teams of uh, the people that are with us will be having these go live. So you guys can comment with us at some point in the future. Not today though, Dwayne, because you know, I kind of look at our own personal strategy figured out with this. I love everyone else's opinion out there, but I want us to go through a couple of these on our own and figure out what's going to happen because yeah. we've done our ranks. We've done our tiers. We've done all this, but as we talked about actually having some money in the game, albeit $5, maybe not the biggest uh, sum in the world that we're uh, risking here, but actually having to make these decisions on, I believe a 32nd uh, clock is, is going to, I think, have some nice revelations to us out of every position. Yeah, absolutely. And so picking it, you know, just right off the bat, you know, the draft starts here in eight seconds. Uh, at pick 10, like I really like the idea of going receivers early, um, especially in this format, because of right now we want to take advantage of the discounts that are at running back. Like yeah. we've, you and I both talked about Fournette. We've talked about James Conner. There's a ton of guys lower than that, like Kareem Hunt, Corderell Patterson, you can get for almost nothing. Kenneth Walker is a guy we've talked about. Chase Edmonds going late in drafts. So I feel like it's a good opportunity for us to, you know, take two receivers at the turn. Um, we'll see what falls. Like if, you know, if there's just a running back that we feel like that we can't, you know, deny, obviously we're not going to, we're not just going to pass on it. I'm hoping like my, I, I would love for it to be Justin Jefferson. And it, 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 I'm not going to get, I'm not going to get too hyped up first draft. But Justin Jefferson is like the dream scenario at pick 10. Top four picks, Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey, Derrick Henry, and Cooper Cup. People are not worried about Derrick Henry at all, Dwayne. And it's a little bit surprising to me. You know, we talked about, I won't spare everyone my Ezekiel, uh, I won't make everyone listen to my Ezekiel Elliott rant twice in uh, two days. But I do wonder, like, Elliott and CPAT, it seems like they are dinged for trying to play through their injuries at the end of the year, more so than guys like Derrick Henry and DeAndre Swift, who were just out of the picture and they were hurt. So it's something to keep in mind there uh, with the running backs that were banged up last year. Because I see everyone, and they go, oh, what about Patterson's last six games? Yeah, he was playing through, I believe, a high ankle sprain, man. That's hard. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I've almost seen that analysis drop from every quarter L Patterson quote that I've seen. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Oh, there goes Justin Jefferson. Ah, oh, two spots uh, ahead. Eckler, Chase, also off the board. Um, but, yeah, it seems like for whatever reason, like people – like most people are pretty good about remembering injuries. Um, but for whatever reason with Patterson, I think it's because it was almost like, oh, man, it's just too good to be true that this even happened. And so now we're just going to immediately discount, you know, the performance that we saw from Cordell Patterson. You know, and, and look, there's plenty of uh, there's plenty of, you know, things that we don't like about Patterson. Um, it looks like we are on the clock here. All right, Dwayne. So, I think Stefan Diggs is the best receiver available here. He's my wide receiver. I'm good with four. I'm good with Stefan Diggs. We talked about him last week. He's in the same tier. Um, you know, I've got him in the one B tier with Adams, Hill, uh, Debo Samuel and Diggs. I will say, according to underdog ADP, if we want to get two of these guys, the best way to go is grab Adams here and have Stefan come back. If you're willing to try to maximize, and you gotta do it. Go. No, it's okay. We'll, we'll maximize another day, Dwayne. Stefan Diggs, <laughs> come on down. 1-1. One, one. Yeah, I agree with you. He's in that tier, but I have him at the top of that tier for a reason. We don't have to worry about the quarterback change that each and every one of Adams Hill and most likely 80% or so Debo will be handling. Right after Diggs, Joey Mixon at 111, Travis Kelsey at 112, and Debo Samuel at 2-1. So, Dwayne, we will still be able to get one of Adams and Hill if we want them. Yep. And I think that's the direction to go. Oh, um, either one. Yeah. Um, I would say go Adams. But, I mean, if you want Hill, I'm also – look, they're in the same tier. So, I have when I'm in the same tier, I have flexibility. I think once we start tracking these and we're like, okay, here's our exposure to players later. Who do you in believe more season, in? Who do you believe more in, Derek Carr or Tua? I believe more in Derek Carr. There we go. Let's go with Devontae Adams. I think that's – 
That's what it comes down to in this, man. It's like close. It. And, and look, the main thing I wanted to test here is let's get two receivers, and I want to see how the running backs shake out. Like, mm-hmm. this is what I wanted to test out. And so a $5 draft is the perfect place to do that. We're trying to figure out the strategy. Dwayne, you have a, a cool article coming out later this week. We might actually be talking about it more specifically uh, tomorrow, but I saw in the uh, PFF content chat where we got to submit our articles every week. You are reverse engineering ADP to try to find out the perfect best ball draft. You want to tell the people a little bit about that project? Because being on the turn, it's going to be a little bit before our next pick. Yeah, I mean, and if if folks have heard me talk before, they know this. Every year, I think, is a little different. Like, there's different strategies that we can deploy. There's macro strategies when we want to think about zero running back, hero RB, anchor RB, you know. Um, so there's all these different things that we can talk about. But I really do believe each year it talks it, – the, the starting point is what are the player pools at each position look like? What are the strengths later in the draft? And when I say later, like – even seventh, eighth, the ninth round, like what do you feel really strongly about? Last year, we both loved Jalen Waddle. Well, if you think that Jalen Waddle can be your wide receiver three, you know, and you're trying to fill two flex spots and you got two wide receiver starters, then that gives you a lot of flexibility to think about how you're going to handle receivers early in the draft, right? Or what else you could do in those rounds in front of Jalen Waddle. Even if you have Waddle ranked higher, you know, if you can come in and you can grab a running back and pick seven or round seven, round eight, that you really want to get your hands on, Waddle gives you gave us that type of flexibility last year. So that's really what it's about. Look at that. Fournette already off the board, man. That's Yeah, I think people are realizing it pretty quickly. I was uh, looking at some of the reception leaders today because before Fournette got hurt, it was looking like he was going to actually lead the entire running back position and and, uh, receptions and targets ended up not being the case. Najee Harris took those honors. But among running backs that averaged at least four receptions per game, Christian McCaffrey was the only guy above five, but right behind him was Leonard Fournette at just uh, 4.9. Someone else in my mentions was kind enough to bring out. I believe there were six guys. Guys I listed James Conner when Chase Edmonds was hurt was also someone averaging over four receptions per game. So that's the thing, Dwayne. Like, I think it's the, maybe the more casual crowd that are just scoffing at Fournette and Conner as these first round potential uh, running backs because what we saw from their workload last year was exactly what we would hope for in a workhorse running back. Yeah, I think the main thing you've just really got to avoid like a Brees Hall or Kenneth Walker detonation yeah. <laughs> in either spot. Uh, what's funny is Mel Kuyper, I think, actually mocked Brees Hall in his latest mock to the Bucks. And I was oh, like, no, 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 no. Come no. on. <laughs> don't come do on this now. to us. <laughs> and I don't honestly, I don't even know how connected Mel is anymore. Like he's not someone, and this isn't a knock on Mel Kuyper. I used to love him when I was young, but yeah. I, there's just so many other people I pay attention to, like Dane Brugler. Sure. I love listening to um you know, Daniel Jeremiah, you know, and then we've obviously, obviously we've got Renner here. Like, Ooh. so there's just so many other people that, you know, I listen to, um, that I don't listen to, to Kuiper much. And so when I saw that, I was kind of like, Whoa, okay. I do like seeing, um, I always see Marcus Mosier has been on this podcast uh, several times. Oh, yeah, he's a, he's a great follow on Twitter and he'll uh, always be tweeting out, you know, like Mel Kuyper breaking down this like 1998, uh, draft pick. I mean, that dude, like, I, I, I think Kuyper and like Peter King, like, okay, yeah, it's 2022. The guys maybe aren't putting in the same sort of grind. Uh, Dwayne, you know, you put me in this industry for 30 years. I'm not so confident I'm going to be the same guy in uh, 2050 as I am today. So we'll, uh, we'll see with that. But again, true OGs of the game. And I love, um, anyone that can help. Uh, you know, elevate our uh, funny little sport here in these dog day months because, Dwayne, it is April 6th after all. After all, and here we are grinding through the draft. We are up in four more picks. We had our first quarterback go off the board, Patrick Mahomes, at 3.6. Yeah, I'm not going to be uh, making a pick even somewhat similar to that, I think, throughout this whole uh, season. But as we sit here, Dwayne, at the 310 spot, got Antonio Gibson, Cam Akers, a bunch of wide receivers. Do we want to get our running back here? Or do you think we should maybe again go ahead and re-up on wide receiver? Um, I'm thinking re-up on wide receiver first. Or if you want to get a share of Kyle Pitts, like I'm trying to look, pull up the AD, pull them up real quick. And these ADPs aren't accurate. That's the problem. Like they're not refreshing right now. Um, so on underdog. So I don't even know where Pitts is going right now. Um, okay. How about ooh, Terry McLaurin? I like McLaurin. I like DJ Moore. Um Obviously, Calvin Ridley is out. Um, I would be good with either one of those. And then I think you come back. There goes Aaron Jones. Who do you think we have a better chance at getting, McLaurin or Kyle Pitts on the wraparound? 
Well, I think on the wraparound, we may need to go ahead and grab James Conner if he hasn't gone. I haven't been able to oh. full track. I've been trying to mark people off. But I, using the strategy that we used, I want Conner with one of these two picks. I don't yeah, really Connors, want to mess around with it. Connor's I honestly right. wouldn't mind if we went Conner first just because he's the last guy in my tier, my 1C tier um, available. And there's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 receivers in the tier um, that are in the same tier as Terry McLaurin. I know you probably have Terry a little bit higher than me, but I still have him in my top 20. We did end up going with Terry. Hey, oh, we did? Okay. We're loaded. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Dude, Connor right now, talking about ADP not catching up, he's all the way down there at RB29. We are just taking over the $5 market, Dwayne, uh, with some of this uh, analysis we got going on here. Connor's going to be there. Pitts is – oh! Graham Cracker, 9-4, snipe Kyle, Kyle Pitts. Okay, that's fine. Fair play to you. Graham Cracker. Does it make it easy, Dwayne? Are we going to go for Connor? Yeah, I think just... you just grab Connor. Like the strategy yeah. worked the way we want to. He could he could take a direct hit in the draft, but I think most likely this is an ADP. This is going to move into the mid third. And right now we're getting him at the beginning of the fourth. So that's what we're looking to do. We're looking to take advantage of the edges that we can get in early ADP. The James other Connor, option, I mean, I, I think it's Connor. Um, the only other option would have been going another receiver at that point. After four rounds, our RB1 is James Conner. Wide receiver one, Stefan Diggs. Wide receiver two, Devontae Adams. Wide receiver three, Terry McLaurin. I don't like it. I love it. Not going to have a chance to be able to stack Diggs with Josh Allen. I'm assuming he's going to be well gone by the time we get back around. But, man, if we were able to go ahead and get a Derek Carr uh, in there uh, for as a late-round quarterback and then maybe, just maybe, wrap it around with Carson once at the very end of the draft, I like we're building here, Dwayne. We're going to have um, a chance to also get Logan Thomas late if we decide to go the Carson Wentz route. A lot of options right now uh, with these three receivers. Yeah, I like the start. I like the start, especially like this is our first one, so we'll we'll start to get a better feel for them and like what what a really good draft is versus like what it, what an average draft is. Um, but I do like being put on the clock with this stuff. Mm. <laughs> you know, just having the 30 seconds is definitely like, I'm still talking and Ian's like, yep, we took Terry McLaurin. <laughs> Ian's like, I have the controls. That's okay. Over an FFPC, Dwayne's going to have so, <laughs> Well, uh, Well, Dwayne, here's the thing too. If we have No, no, I, I like McLaurin. Like yeah. from a strategy standpoint, I would have taken the running back in the last, in, in the tier. Um, but it's also where you may have had your tier split where you got McLaurin. If you have McLaurin in the same tier as Hopkins, Allen, and Evans, well, then, you know, it could go your way. It would have been better to go Connor because, yeah, I did do think he was the last remaining running back uh, in that tier. McLaurin was there where, yeah, I, I, I have McLaurin ahead of DJ Moore and my, like Michael Pittman and some other guys. But at the same time, you know, it is much closer between them that I think Connor and uh, whatever running backs were going around him. Brees Hall off the board with the first pick in the fifth round ahead of guys like Travis Etienne, Elijah Mitchell, Michael Carter, Devin Singletary. Dwayne, that seems like a reasonable enough spot for him, though. I mean, we were talking yesterday about how, like, we can not see Brees Hall getting into the second round right now. Beginning at round five, though, that seems manageable enough. Yeah, and so we're still in round four on his pick, weren't we? Or did he go 5-1? Oh, yeah, 5-1. I love Brees Hall. Like, I think he's going to settle in um, as an early fourth, late third round pick, which is really, you know, what his ADP is, what his ADP has told us. Um, so when you can get exposure to him, like, but beneath that, I think you absolutely should take it. I'm just not reaching for him right now, just because there's not a ton of backfields, Ian, that we can look at and say, wow, yeah, he's really going to land there. And all of a sudden, everybody's just going to go nuts over him and move him up. Like he'd have to land with the Bills, the Eagles, something like that for his ADP to really go bananas. We saw we saw uh, Marlon Mack hold Jonathan Taylor down, you know, a couple of years ago where he never, you know, he stayed pretty much at the end of the third, middle of the fourth. So it's, it's tough for me to think Brees Hall is really going to get much higher than that. It, could anything, anything can happen, but landing spot's going to be key for him to really go higher. I want Travis Etienne here, Dwayne. I want Etienne bad. If Steve the Weave is going to take that opportunity from us, I'm, I'm going to be pissed at both Steve and Weave. So come on, we got five seconds. I don't want to get sniped again. It's too early in the offseason for me to be feeling bad. <laughs> I'm assuming. Yes. Moore, I'm Let's assuming go. DJ Moore went. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to keep up as much as I can. Yes. See, but yeah, best wide receiver cool. available is like Hollywood Brown, Amon Ross St. Brown, Michael Thomas. Yeah, I would love to take Amon Ross coming back around. I would be open to, uh, I would be open to one of the tight ends, Hawkinson, Goddard. Schultz. I want ETN. He's a three down running. No, back. you know, I'm talking coming back. I'm oh, fine. Thank going God. ETN here. Yeah. Thank God. Okay. ETN is wow. one of two backs available in, in a tier right now. And then there's a drop. Yeah. 
No, that's fantastic. Again, James Robinson, hardly a guarantee to be ready for week one. Maybe he starts the season on the pup. Maybe he doesn't play at all. Like the sort of confidence we're giving him uh, with this recovery from the Achilles is kind of mind-boggling, to be honest. Regardless, we could see ETM work as the RB1. I understand Urban Meyer's gone. The GM that took ETN in the first round in the first place is not gone. So uh, keep in mind just how good of a receiver he was coming out of Clemson. He has that explosive ability we were chasing. Love me some ETN as a true RB2. Dwayne, I don't love going after a Hawkinson or Goddard here. I think we can maybe wait. And I'm fine getting the tier of like Schultz to a Zach Ertz later. Why did not David take. Did David Montgomery go? He did. Didn't he, he? Yeah, yeah. I don't see him in your queue. He has to. He's gone. gone. Okay. He's gone. Just making sure. No, I, Son, honestly, like, God. dude, I love Amon Ross St. Brown here. I yeah. love, love, love. Do I need to say it again? Love. One, one more. I'm good. One more. I'm good. Love. Love. Okay. It. Okay. I got Found it. it. I'm, I'm moving Amon the top Ra. after that. Amon Ross St. Brown. <laughs> I, uh, I have an article go on pff.com on Thursday about 25 players who are still on their team. They weren't necessarily a free agent to begin with, but because of moves their team has made throughout the free agency period, I have them as a you know big winner with their stock moving up. And Monrath St. Brown was one of them. And it wasn't just that like I'm not afraid of DJ Chark, uh, Dwayne, but like also low-key. They re-signed Khalif Raymond. They re-signed Josh Reynolds. Like guys that are going to take up snaps – which is fine because they're taking them up on the outside and they're guys that we've already seen the sun God work well ahead. So yeah, we got Hawkinson and Swift coming back. But the other big news is that Jared Goff seemingly more and more day in and day out. I know some people are projecting Malik Willis to go number two, Detroit. Then we got Peter King saying that a lot of folks think that he's going to require, you know, a redshirt year of sorts in the first place. So it looks like more so today than it did when the season ended that Jared Goff is back. And based on these wide receiver moves, man, if, if you were going to tell me the Lions were going to make three moves at wide receiver to start this offseason, and it was re-signing Reynolds and Raymond and going out and getting DJ Chark, I don't know how else you can say that other than it's a massive win for, a massive win for Amon Ross St. Brown. Yeah, and I just feel so good about Amon Ross St. Brown that I honestly, where we just got him, I don't I don't really care who they, I don't care. They could draft Drake London in the first round, and I think Amon Ross St. Brown can still have a role. Like, he yeah. just checks too many boxes. You know, the one thing we didn't talk about there, Ian, that may have been a mistake, Kyler Murray, my number two quarterback, was Ooh. on the board. I didn't even notice. So pull up the QB tier, or the QB uh, Q real quick. Burrow, yeah, you're Lance, to, you're, Rogers, you have to get a few of those over there. We're going to have to get one of – we need to get a quarterback probably on this next time around. All right. There well, goes Brady. Ooh, Burrow's still there. We're not going to be able to stack them, but uh, – Well, and it, here, here's the thing. We're not playing in a huge tournament right now. This is just a 12-team league. So stacks, like, they're still – they can still be positive, but they're not like a must-have. What if Singletary's still there for us? Or are we just that convinced the Bills are going to take a running back? I'm fine. What what round are we in? We're in the seventh round. Seven, yeah. It'll be end of seventh. That's a pretty um, good spot. It's a decent spot. Let, let's see what happens with the quarterback. Um, there goes Kadarius Tony. Did Marquise Brown go? Did Hollywood go? Uh, Hollywood's well off the board. I think. All right. Oh, Adam Thielen just went. Hooked on a feeling. <laughs> Classic. So you got Allen Robinson still sitting there. Singletary is in a tier. Did J.K. Dobbins go? Yeah, he's well gone. That's what I'm saying. The It's like Singletary and a bunch of RB3s at this point. I got Rashad Penny. Look at the tight ends real quick Starred. for me. Sorry. Trying to keep up with everything. Goddard, Knox, Fryermuth. We don't need to. Hey, you know, I'll throw his Hawkins name in there. Strong. You know, you want to have another Zach Gentry conversation, Dwayne? <laughs> <laughs> no. Zach Ertz no, is the I best. Don't. Zach Ertz is the best tight end available. So there's actually no Gronk Gronk's still available. Is he? Pretty yeah, good. he's down. One more. Is he? Yeah, there he yeah, is. Yeah, he is. I just saw him. All right. There goes do Goddard. Want, so do you I want think to go with Burrow? We've got to take a tight end or a quarterback for sure with one of these two picks because we don't want to be completely like hemmed in needing both. Bro, I like, think people might be forgetting about Gronk. I think we might be able to risk getting Gronk. So I'm fine risking it for Gronk. Um, okay. What quarterbacks are available? Show me the Burrow. Burrow is, I think Burrow is an automatic pick here. I think you just take him. All right, we go with Burrow. Fingers crossed that Singletary. And I still like Tyler Boyd as a player that, you know, look, yeah. I know he's wide receiver three on that team, but if for some reason Jamar Chase misses time, if T. Higgins misses time, we know Tyler Boyd's proven. 
Um, and it's an offense that we keep, think could take a step forward. So I love actually getting Joe Burrow here. Um, Maybe we can grab a player. You could have grab Hayden Hurst into. at the very end. Yeah. The other player you could have talked me into here would have been Russ Wilson, but I, I have Burrow ahead of Wilson. So have you ever play Weddle, Dwayne? It's like the NFL equivalent of Wordle. No, it's, it's pretty great, man. You, you have eight, you have eight guesses to like pick, um, a quarterback, running back, wide receiver, or tight end. And it'll tell you if you're like in the right conference. It'll tell you the height, the number, if you're higher or lower on the guy. So like if I guess Josh Allen and the actual answer is Kyler Murray, it'll be like quarterback correct, team not correct, uh, not in the right conference. Okay. He's smaller yeah. and the number's lower and stuff like that. Uh, Tyler Boyd was the answer uh, like yesterday. I didn't realize he was 6'2", man. I just – maybe it's like my slot. Uh, I was thinking 6'1", to be honest. Yeah, like, that's why I crossed him off. I, I've hey, okay. his stuff enough, so – yeah, Patterson Ayuk just went off the board. AJ Dillon Devin Singletary. Here we go. This is great. Is that who you want? Or do we yeah, I think it's so. Either, right? It's either Singletary or Kenneth Walker. Um, I think it's one of, I like Kenneth Walker, but I have them in the same tier, both in three A. So I'm I'm not making huge stands right now. If it's in my tier, I'm good. <laughs> Devin Singletary, it is. I think the pass down stuff is a serious concern with Kenneth Walker. It's the game we play, man. We want those reception targets. We don't know if he can. I understand it's the Michigan State offense. It's just the stuff with Kenneth Walker, man. Like, are we that confident that he's just so much more of a pure runner that he should be going, you know, rounds ahead of these guys? I'd rather, you know, I, I see the Brees Hauler. We cannot find a red flag with the guy. But Kenneth Walker versus James Cook and some of these other running backs, I'd rather just take the dart throw, you know, multiple rounds later. Yeah. Um, I mean, for me, I'm mostly fading, you know, Singletary right now, but I mean, in the eighth round, I mean, I'm, I'm fine with it. Um, he's, he's a guy that like, if he falls past his ADP, I want exposure, but if he's going at or above, I'm pretty much going to avoid him in most drafts, but totally get like the thought process on him. We got him a pick 87 is ADP 75. We got ETN. We got ETN five picks after ADP, you know, Reached big time on Connor, but again, that's but we didn't really reach that far. It says 93, but that's not updated, especially relative to our ranks. Uh, we actually got him at good value. Joe Burrow, we got pick 82, regular ADP is 58. Surprised to see him there. Value uh, drafting is still alive when it's this good. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely love it. I also shout out to uh, Underdog Fantasy for using the uh, Joe Burrow with the sunglasses and the chain on pick instead of his usual, uh, you know. Usual game get up. So pretty good. Uh, feeling good about Miles this. Sanders, did Rondell Moore just go? Did we just lose Rondell Bateman. Moore? Uh, Bateman. I think we're still clear. Rashad Bateman, Drake London. No, I think Rondell Moore went too. Kareem Maybe. Hunt. Oh, yeah. Good it's pick. Okay. Good I'm pick. Just better, sure. I'm trying to mark off since I can't really see the whole, the whole queue. Trying to make right. sure I'm keeping Best up. Best wide it. receivers available right now. Bobby Trees, Tyler Boyd, Christian Kirk, Alave, Corey Davis, Jamison Williams. So Garrett Wilson and Traylon Burks went. Michael Gallup, wide receiver 57. Sign me up. So Wilson and Burks went. Rookies. Yes. Did Kenneth Walker go? Sorry, this is a terrible uh, podcast. <laughs> I haven't asked <laughs> if somebody it's a, went. But I'm looking at my tiers, and so – there goes Chase Edmonds. Chase Edmonds, that's a pretty good value getting. It. Clyde Edwards-Alaire is still on the board. Dwayne, I think Clyde's a winner from free agency. Rojo's going to get some early down work. That's fine. He can take it. Give us those targets. He lost, seemingly lost Daryl, lost Jer seemingly lost Jarek McKinnon, Tyree Kills out of the picture. Like, Clyde has 55 catches in his first two seasons combined. I would take the over on that for 2022 alone. Yeah, I mean, at the ADP, I'm fine. I mean, I just hate taking players I'm not really that excited about. But he is he is a value, you know, most likely right now. What are we at? Pick 103. Pick he, normally, he just went. Right. So. Okay. So Good for you, it. Brian Oliver, 2-0. But, yeah, I understand that. Who's know, there so at uh, tight end and quarterback, Ian? Sorry. You're good. I understand I like that. the Tyler Boyd call that you have sitting over there with the stack with Joey Burrow. Uh, is Gronk yeah. still there? Uh, yeah, Gronk's yeah, still there. I, I think we got to go ahead and swing on Gronk. Is Albert O there? No. Oh my gosh, yeah, he is. If he what? is, wow. I love drafting in April. 
people are, you know, I, I make Rashad the joke Penny, too. Just I make the joke too when someone gets hurt. It's like, oh, this is why we can't draft until November every year. But if you are on top of what's going on in the fantasy world, you're listening to Dwayne and I every day, like it would behoove you to draft as early as possible because now you're just comparing your knowledge at this point to everyone else. Dwayne, we got to go with Gronk here. Yeah, I think go ahead and getting the tight end. I'm good. Um, but we do have two we like. So who's it? Who's there at quarterback? Just real quick. Quarterback. Oh, Jalen Hurts is still there. Lance. Trey Lance is still there. Aaron Rodgers is still there. Ooh, quick. There's plenty of those two. So honestly, like I'm good. If you want to go tight end, um, like we're not like I would be fine with any one of those quarterbacks coming back. So just so people know while you're doing that, Ian, um, our roster so far, quarterback, we have Joe Burrow, running backs, James Conner, Travis Etienne, Devin Singletary at receiver. We've got Devontae Adams, Stefan Diggs, Terry McLaurin, Amon Ross St. Brown. Uh, we did we take a tight end and we just added Rob Gronkowski, um, who will move up multiple uh, rounds of ADP on as, soon as, again, as soon as he signs, you know, with the Bucks. So we're on fields, the clock again. And Rodgers and Hertz and Lance all went. Quarterback um, run. Fields is the last one from our tier. Yeah, I like it. I like going ahead and grabbing him. Hell yeah. Overall thoughts on starting wide receiver strong. I love it. Yeah, and I think now just like from a roster construction standpoint, um, it's tough for us to really get burned in any place. This since we did get three backs, you know, fairly early, like I think this is probably a five running back build, maybe four. Um, but I think we definitely need to tack on some more receivers. I know we passed up on Tyler Boyd uh, that with that last decision. Unfortunately, we lost him. Yeah, he got sniped uh, before field. So do 10 rounds, though feeling pretty all right and uh yeah you know apologies listeners Dwayne and I you know kind of cutting each other off trying to see who's on the board I understand doing the best ball uh drafts might not be you know the perfect podcast experience but that's why we're not letting you know this Wednesday edition get in the way of the usual schedule you know continue to have just Dwayne and I talking some ball on Tuesdays and Thursdays throughout April far more often once the draft is actually over and May swings around so again you know if you don't check us out on YouTube uh you know pull up the laptop throw us on the TV whatever it might be uh might be a little bit better experience while we're going through this but just trying to you know sharpen those minds so we can be better in everything else uh, we're bringing your way figure why the hell not record it as we're doing so Dwayne, we're through 10 rounds. You know, one of the things I like to say before like real fantasy season gets going in August is bringing up the point where like we don't want to get too cute in the early rounds of drafts, particularly in August. Like right now, there are some major ADP discrepancies, but those are mostly going to sort themselves out by the time August comes around. Once we start hitting, you know, round 11, 12, though, this is where I think it's reasonable to take a stand on the guy and go get him if you want him. Any late round targets, unfortunately, you know, we lost Rondale Moore, but anyone out here that you're just thinking like, hey, let's get them on the squad. I still see you know, Alexander Madison sniped. We still have Alberto. We still have a lot of guys that I think are going to be out there starting in pretty damn good offenses. Yeah, I would like to still have Albert O on this team. Um, like my backup plan, like if he goes and we just have to wait, I would be fine. We don't love Komet, but we do have Justin Fields on the team. Yeah. Um, you know, he's been a winner so far, man. Jimmy Graham's not back and he can't be traded now because he's not on the team. That, or even if we went with a Hayden Hurst, like that yeah. wouldn't be like the worst thing ever. We saw Uzama have some blow up games in that offense last year. So we do need another back. And so this is what's tough with me not being able to keep up. Um, because I'm just looking at my tiers. Running backs available. Kyron Williams, James Robinson, Daryl Henderson, Gus Edwards, Rashad White, Khalil Herbert. Ronald Jones. I have Herbert and Jones starred. We just had Chris Carson go off the board. I think Herbert's like a uh, arbitrage, Alexander Madison, Tony Pollard type. He's a great handcuff. I, I agree. Right? Yeah. I agree that he's that. Um, what's his ADP? 163. So we're and reaching we a at? little bit. We can probably, we, we can probably wait on him. Um, there's nobody really above him. Like I'm. Could Ronald Jones? Hey, hey, could Ronald Jones be this year's like James Conner potentially? No, Ron, Ronald Jones, like I think, is going to have value in Kansas City. I think he's probably going to just take the early down work, um, mostly from from Clyde Edwards-Alaire. It's just my gut. We just haven't seen enough from Clyde, um, so I would be fine with him. I would even be fine with Daryl Henderson, just knowing that Acres, you know, didn't necessarily look that great down the stretch, although it could have just totally been related to 10 seconds. The Girl Scouts early. at your door, Herbert or Rojo? 
Uh, Tech Rojo. All right. Okay. See, I feel like we're learning something here about Ronald Jones. Gun to our head from that damn Girl Scout. We're going with Ronald Jones because. Look, Dwayne, he's going to be the early down back for the Kansas City Chiefs offense. Maybe they aren't quite as good without Tyreek and everything. Still expecting Patrick Mahomes to put up plenty of numbers. I understand if you don't think Rojo's the best running back in the league. But you know what? Andy Reid and company like him enough to give him probably 150-plus touches. You can do worse in round 11. We are back on the clock. We can still get Herbert. If we get Herbert, Dwayne, I think we can probably be close to done at running back. Yeah, I would lean to Albert. Who's got the higher ADP? I would lean to Albert. Albert O's way lower. Is Way it? lower. Okay, so we can wait. Um, I just don't know where he's going now. Um, I'm, let's go Herbert, and we'll be done, done with running backs. Yeah, I'm fine yeah. with it. Um, no Tariq yeah. either? Albert O went the next pick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I felt it. We needed Albert O, o there. He was like 230. I know, but just knowing the hype on him here lately, like yeah. he, that was that was the pick. Oh, well, we got Gronk well after <laughs> value. We still got Irv Smith, Logan Thomas, Higby, Komet. We're freaking fine, man. Albert O, I don't care. How about that? <laughs> Curtis Samuel still on the board. Life is good. OBJ just went. When, when's the OBJ domino going to fall, man? We don't have any idea what's going on with the health. I've seen him linked to like a dozen teams at this point. You talk about like someone just benefiting right now from movements, Allen Robinson, because Robert Woods is gone and the OBJ signing isn't even happening, apparently. I don't know, man. I'm just waiting for any sort of news on that. Maybe he's waiting closer to the season, but you would think after the performance he put on with the Rams that somebody will be willing to give him a little bit more than a prove-it deal. Yeah, I think it's just all injury-related. I mean, people just, you know, there have been rumors like he could miss over half the season, so I I mean, I don't know. The last time he came back from an ACL, I think it was nine to 10 months, I believe. I, I I was reading something about it just the other day. So don't quote me on that. But I mean, if you're looking at when the injury occurred in the Super Bowl late, like, man, he's probably looking at it might be November before he's really ready to play. I think that's the challenge with OBJ. An interesting study from, you know, an OG in the industry, Josh uh, Hernsmeyer, always doing great stuff at five. 38 where he was quoting a study from some sort of a medical journal. And the yeah, idea was that yeah, yeah, running backs and linebackers showing up as terrible bets to recover from the ACL and basically what it was going through. It was pretty stark numbers. Um, 20. Yeah. Only 28 and a half percent of running backs that have been severely affected by an ACL injury are still in the league three years after the injury. My first thought, Dwayne was like, how many, if we take that, you know, moving three years forward number X plus three to the running back position, regardless of the ACL injury, I'm sure the number is going to be kind of low because we know the lifespan of running backs. Exactly. So short yeah. That was the one thing is. that stood out. I read it too. And I was like, well, you know, three years later, half the running backs period are going to be out. And, and Josh talked about that, but Josh's conclusion was like, that's fair, but directionally the studies kind of findings still tend to be correct. Is, is that wrong, man? Like I, I, I don't think it's a, you know, death blow the running back necessarily. It doesn't help. <laughs> yeah, no, it doesn't help. So I, I, I honestly probably had just thought that ACLs were, you know, at this point, like ACLs just weren't bothering me really with any position. Yeah, um, It makes sense that quarterbacks would be fine, which that's, you know, that study also showed, you know, because we've seen the quarterbacks do well. They don't, they don't have to depend on change of direction as much. I mean, unless they're one of the mobile guys. Um, so, I mean, overall, yeah, the findings, you know, made sense, but it definitely opened my eyes to, to the fact that it can just, maybe it's a little bit tougher for the running backs. Dwayne, I had a dream last night. Isaiah McKenzie got traded to the Cowboys. Is that <laughs> what's that say about me as a person? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, don't know. I, I like Curtis Samuel though, and I I would like I I think we need another receiver at this point. Oh, Steve the Weave is crushing it. He sniped Tim Patrick right out from under our noses. Curtis Samuel, I think it makes sense, man. I mean, we got Jarvis Landry, LaVisca Chenault, Josh Palmer, a bunch of guys that aren't even guaranteed to be like in starting two, three wide receiver sets. Like if we just forgot last year happened and we had Curtis Samuel like getting paid the amount that he has gotten paid, still just 25 years old. I just kept talking so you wouldn't even have a chance to uh, rebuttal, Dwayne. Curtis Samuel, welcome to the squad. Uh, I already said take him. <laughs> I wasn't listening, you know. I, I, I was on a roll there. But no, man, it's – all, all arrows pointing up for uh, Curtis Samuel. It's just 
I, I don't understand the hesitation with this guy and why he needs to be like outside the top 50 or 60 wide receivers around 13, man, for a guy that two years ago with Teddy Bridgewater under center was a top 24 wide receiver. Like football has happened in more years than just 2021 quit holding one injury ridden season so much against the guy, but we are back on the clock. What do what what tight ends look like with, with Gronk? Cole Komet, Logan Thomas, Irv Smith. I have Irv ahead of these guys, but because we have fields, I'm not against going with Logan. We'll see you. Um, no, I still, come I, at, I, come at. That's what I meant. I still, yeah, I'm fine with either one. I, I do feel like Irv Smith, for whatever reason, has more upside. I have him in the same tier, though. So I would go with either one of them. I do think we need to go ahead and grab one of these tight ends. And again, Irv I, can't it is. Hardly, I can't hardly even see the ADP. So, um, But I don't know how accurate the ADP is anyway. Irv Smith, welcome to the squad. The late round tight end of 2022. Some might say me. I guess I'm the one saying it. So here we are. Hey, number three pass game option in Minnesota. Shouldn't be leaving the field nearly as often with Kevin O'Connell. Have not seen the Vikings, um, you know, go out there and get another tight end. Yet another one of my top 25 winners of this offseason cycle. The dude's 23 years old. He is legit as a receiver, too, man. I'm not, I know he didn't put up like massive numbers, Alabama, but it's just one of those offenses where when they have so many places to go with the ball, I'm not all that surprised that he was kind of left behind in it. So you look at what he did the first two years in the league. I mean, out in the slot, legitimately, like he was one of those guys, I think last offseason, maybe it was the 2020. Uh, one, but they were, you know, doing the classic, like, yeah, we're looking to use two tight ends on the field. We'll line up Irv more as a wide receiver. And that usually ends up being more coach speak than anything. But the point is he does have that in his range of options, Dwayne. Like we want these tight ends that can be confused for a wide receiver when they're running routes and catching it. Irv Smith is one of those guys. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, former high second round pick from Alabama, like we know the pedigrees there. So he's a guy that I feel good about. You know, I've got a, a tier 2A that's got Firemuth, Knox, Gusecki, Fant, Irv Smith Jr., Cole Komet, David Njoku. They've all got traits that we like. Um, they could all bust, but they also all have like one really redeeming quality about them. Like for Dawson Knox, it's less about him, more about his offense. But I do like that tier and making sure that we do grab that we grab one of those guys. What do the receivers look like now, Ian? Um, Going through some of them that stand out. Marvin Jones is probably going to be in three wide receiver sets. I know he's getting old. Sky Moore is still available. He seems like a possible. I like Sky Moore. I would rather have Sky Moore than anybody that we have in the queue right now. Sky Moore to the top of the queue. Nico Collins, yeah, yeah. Donovan Austin Peoples Gill Jones. nailed the uh, Sky Moore thing today on Good Golden Take Comp, right? Yep. Shout out Austin G on Good Morning Football, PFF representing out here. John oh, Mechie. He just, he just Sky Moore just went. <laughs> oh, this isn't even live. How are we getting sniped like this? Uh, <laughs> Wandale Robinson, Justin Ross. Is Will Fuller there Ooh. still or he go? I think he won. Christian Watson. I kind of like that call. He's been getting mocked up a little bit lately. Yeah, there's been mocks of him potentially going to Buffalo. Ooh, that's hot. Um, yeah, that would be hot. Like Kansas City would be hot. I mean, Robbie Anderson probably shouldn't be this cheap, but I'll go Christian Watson ahead of all these guys right now. Yeah, scroll up. Like, I don't even mind Julio Jones at this point. I think he's going to sign somewhere. Um, I don't mind Kendrick. I don't mind Kendrick Bourne and Kendrick Bourne in a best ball. Like, you know, he's really uh, he's a spike week player, but he'll there give he you spike weeks. So yeah, I feel like I mean. Julio at this point nice. is clearly taking his time. I don't see Julio like not starting somewhere in week one if he's healthy. The other one, um, yeah, is Zamir White still there at running back? We've already got, we've had five backs. Yeah. I, think I really like Khalil Herbert. I think we probably reached a little on him though. I don't think people are as on to him. I think you're 100% correct in your assessment of him and that he's an arbitrage Madison. In some of these drafts way. in the future, though, I really want to test, like, what do people know about Herbert? I, my guess is he's more of an 18th, 19th round pick. We're on the clock, Dwayne. Christian Watson, Julio Jones, James Cook, Zamir White, who you want? Go ahead and take Watson. Let's add a young receiver to the squad. I like what we have above him already. You know, we've got Devontae Adams, Stephon Diggs, Terry McLaurin, Amon Ross St. Brown. So Watson is a guy that I like adding. He's a little bit more raw, so, like, we really need him to come in and, like, pick up you know, an NFL offense quickly. So there's definitely risk with him. Um, but where we are, I'll take it for the upside, especially knowing that you've got two picks for the Packers, two picks for the Chiefs at the end of the first round. So for some if for some reason, 
the run on the receivers, all the main guys that we would expect to you know go are already gone, then Watson's name could easily be called by one of those two teams. And so you get to match him up with Aaron Rodgers or Pat Mahomes. Like, I think we'll take it. James Cook or Zamir White? Let's take Cook. Let's take oh, Cook yeah. first, um, just because the PPR. This is a half point. We are playing underdog, so it's not quite yeah. as good as full PPR. But his overall profile, just more explosive, uh, more explosive plays. Zamir Wyatt was really the better player coming out of high school. Um, so I like both. Um, but I, I like grabbing Cook just because I feel like he could come in, Ian, and really carve out like an immediate role in a passing game. And maybe he gives you that big play upside. If I had to critique our draft strategy, I think you were – on to something there. It probably took Herbert, maybe even Rojo a little bit earlier than we would have. Seeing some of the running backs that are still available, like with Zamir, with James Cook, I mean, even guys like Justin Jackson, he might be back with the Chargers. I know he's still a free agent, but Jamal Williams, like J.D. McKissick, Deontay Foreman, even Dearness Johnson, like there's still reasonable running backs that I don't think are at least value-wise, that big of a drop-off if we're already using them as our RB4, RB5 on the roster, whereas some of these wide receivers, you know, it is becoming a little bit more um, of wishful thinking. So I kind of wish we would have had more, I guess, shots at that wide receiver four, wide receiver five range before they passed. Is that fair? Totally agree. Um, Again, that's why we're doing these, (laughs) you know, so people can hear, like, you know, we're also going through a thought process like Mm – and, and you and I are merging like how we both think about drafts, you know, so if you folks are going to be out there partnering up on drafts, maybe you're doing main events and you're pairing up, which Ian and I will probably do that too. But, yeah, you know, you just kind of got to get your feet under you. You got to get a feel for each other. Um, and the 30 second clock though, honestly is the most fun part about this because just forcing like these decisions so quickly, we're going to have to toy around with a way that I can better keep up with the queue. We'll figure that out off air. Absolutely. As we're moving into round 17 squads so far, quarterback Joe Burrow and Justin Fields, running back James Conner, Travis Etienne, Devin Singletary, Ronald Jones, Khalil Herbert, and James Cook. Wide receiver Stephon Diggs, Devontae Adams, Terry McLaurin, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Curtis Samuel, and Christian Watson. Tight end, we got Rob Gronkowski and Irv Smith. Dwayne, we have, let's see, we're going to have Structurally, I want another swing at receiver here. Um, I'm actually fine. I don't we know. Have, we have three end. more picks. We have three more picks. I don't mind an extra tight end because just in case with Gronk, like we took Four our more picks. on Gronk. Um, <clears throat> I'm not that concerned about another quarterback though with Burrow and Field. So like, maybe you just study like the way the way a lot of these teams structurally win. Like it's tough to have three quarterbacks and three tight ends. I think we definitely need another swing at receiver. I would like another swing at tight end. What are your thoughts? I don't think we need another quarterback, particularly with the ones that are available. Like, okay, if we could still maybe get a Malik Willis, like swing for the fences, that'd be one thing. But right now, like Goff, Jimmy G, Davis Mills, Kenny Pickett, just not really great pickings there at quarterback. I think think by taking Gronk and just there's that slide unknown that he still could retire, that created a situation where we probably need three tight ends, which makes it really hard. See, Ruby agrees. It makes it really hard <laughs> to go three quarterbacks. But I think your thought process on the type of quarterback we would want would absolutely be correct, like in a Malik Willis type. But I don't think it's right for this roster. I think we need a tight end, but I don't know what's left. So I toyed with this idea last year when we didn't know if it was going to be Jameis Winston or Taysom Hill. Because of that, they were both just so depressed in price. Like Because of that uncertainty, they were both like going outside the top 30 quarterbacks. My argument was, why not take both of these guys with like round 15 or later picks, hoping that you're going to get a QB, you know, one upside QB, two more weeks than not. I understand the rationale for not handcuffing is that you're not going to get the best out of those picks. But to me, that's more of an issue when you're like, you're drafting Zeke in round one and Tony Pollard in round nine. Like, okay, if Pollard goes off then your round one pick is doomed. I think when you're handcuffing with two extremely late round picks, it's more feasible. So do we use the last pick in the draft on Cameron Brait, who would you know be zooming up draft board should Gronk retire? I think it's I would be okay with it, but I would also be okay with Hayden Hurst, who I don't think I think you could get in the very last round. Because we, we would pair him with Joe with Joey Burrow, um, former high round draft pick. I know he's moved around a bit, but I mean, look, they drafted Kyle Pitts. <laughs> you know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Um, so, and now he was an older rookie when he came out. So I think he's already like older than Amari Cooper, which is weird, but wow. I, I, yeah, I think, well, pretty much I think he's like 30. Um, so I would be fine with Hayden Hurst and I don't think anybody. Dude, he already went. Him. He went. 
Who the hell wow, took okay. Hayden Hurst? Well, there you go. He's gone. Hey, do we want Zamir White? He's rather inexplicably still here. I think we have four more picks, so we can use one more on a running back if you like him. I don't like taking this many backs, honestly, in best ball, okay. but like he's the value. Um, no, hey, and Justin Ross is there. You want Justin? Yeah, I like Justin yeah. Ross too. Okay. And I like Mo Ali Cox. I think you're onto something having him already over in the queue um, because he's a player that's that has late round tight end. Yeah. He, yeah, he has flashed even though he's only had limited playing time in the time he's been on the field. Like he's had two, two out of four years have been really good as far as yards. You just got, run, just got like, what, 18 million. Yeah. So, and look, and with Jack Doyle being retired, like there is a chance, like he's an older player, but you know, he's also a guy that got into football late. So he, there, we could have a narrative that, that supports why it's taking him longer. Uh, oh my God. Paris Campbell's still available. He definitely needs Let's... to be on the squad, but then we got two Colts. But I like both of those. I like everybody you have in the queue right now. Okay. Um, we got three more picks. Do you want Samir or not? He's definitely not going to be there on the next wraparound. I'm just I'm looking right now. And Jahan Dotson, he he went. Two, one. Paris Campbell. Oh, sorry. I, I didn't know it was literally on us. I was asking oh, if Jahan good. Dotson was gone or not. But why did you I, I'm fine with the Paris deep. Campbell move? Um, explosive <laughs> three, player. three Buckeyes, not surprised. <laughs> yeah, Terry Curtis. I'm not surprised Curtis either. Curtis. Oh, well, Nate Diaz. I'm not surprised. Mother. All right, Mike Davis just went. You know, congrats on wasting that pick, Mighty O'Neill. Trey Sermon, round 18. You never know. Auden Tate, let's go. Round 18. People unironically drafting Auden Tate in the year 2022. It's a great time to be alive. Dwayne, Wandale Robinson, is he someone that we're looking at? Do we actually, do we think there is a, what's your percentage chance of? I think, Wan, I think problem for Wandale, I don't think he's a, I, I worry he's a, he's a borderline day two pick. That's and fair. if he's not going to be one, um, man, I'll tell you like this receiver class, like there's a lot of things to like about a lot of these different players, but I don't think we have a real firm handle on where these guys are going to go. Like once you get past like the top five or six, like it yep. wouldn't surprise me if they went in the second round. But I think some of these players will fall into the fourth round and we're going to be like, whoa, okay, how did this happen? The, the backs are actually the same way. Like there's a lot that are mocking inside the top 100 right now that we could easily see them fall out like Damian Pierce, Brian Robinson. Um, like I'm still leaning into those players right now, late in drafts, but we're going to get some definite. We're definitely going to get some surprises on draft day. Things aren't going to go exactly the way we think. What do you think the percentage chances are of Antonio Brown playing football in 2022? Man, that's a tough one. I mean, I'd put it one in five, 20%er. So is he worthy of the last round pick? Yeah, I think he is. I mean, well, the thing is, if he plays. Um, like he's wow. going to be a top what at worst top 36 yeah you don't want a ton of giveaway picks in your best ball draft um this is a 20 rounder so that helps a little more than some of the drafts that might be you know a little shorter um but yeah you you don't want to come out you know (laughs) already having like three empties in the chamber like right (laughs) out of the gate the beginning of the season i don't think i don't think this is the build where we got to do it to be honest like just looking how strong to the hole we went like with receiver early with adams Diggs, mclaurin Amon Ross St. Brown. Um, roster construction-wise, like I think Antonio Brown would make a lot more sense if we hadn't done that. And, and plus, we already came back with the Christian Watson pick that's kind of similar, but it's on a rookie. And then I like the fact that we have Samuel. I'm down for another receiver. I don't think it has to be Brown here. Um, I, I'm, I'm fine at this point going ahead and grabbing Mo Alley-Cox um, or Zamir White. Who's, who are the other tight ends? Just because I know we took Paris Campbell. I don't know that we want to double up on the freaking run heavy Colts, <laughs> like two pass catchers. Um, Brevin Jordan, Donald Parham, Johnny Smith, Adam Troutman. No one of much uh, interest here. Harrison Bryant. Uh, at, th- at this point, like I think the trade off and strategy, I would just go with Mo Ali Cox. <laughs> I think so. Too. Like I don't think I don't think it's a big enough trade off. Uh, you know, to swing me towards one of those other players. You, you could talk me into Brevin Jordan. I definitely want a little, little exposure to him this year. Um, but that, Hey, what do you, go ahead. Yeah, that's, I'm, I'm fine going more like Cox here, but someone I did see is still available. What's Samaj P. Ryan just going at the complete end of drafts? I know we're not going to get like any, like, I, I think there's no chance of like flex standalone value. I wouldn't be shocked. If Chris Evans 
actually moves a little bit um, up, you know, in his usage, particularly in the past game this year. But if Mixon goes down, I think P. Ryan would probably be a safe bet for 15-plus touches per game, and you could do a lot worse than that in round 19-20. Yeah, I like him. I also – I don't think he's right for this roster build, like similar to like what we were talking about for Antonio Brown. Yeah, that's, that's I, fine. I just mean more so like overall at this point in the draft. Yeah, I mean, I think he's a, he's a handcuff that's like – he's not like Khalil Herbert and, and Madison, obviously, because we like – we think they can actually come in and probably put up like 80 to 90% of what the starters do. But I think P Ryan, like he could come in and do like 60, 70%. We'll have to see what they do in the draft. But like Chris Evans, I do think could take a step forward in the passing game this year. Last pick, Dwayne. I got Zamir White, AB, James Washington, Samaje P Ryan, Deontay Foreman in the queue. And Molly Cox is gone. Guys. We already got Molly Cox. Him. Yeah, I'm fine with Zamir White at this point. I don't like normally taking this many uh, running backs, but I do like the fact that we're getting the discount on the back um and he could go he could go in the second round if he does like dude he'll be a 10th round ninth round pick by the time you know in a week after the draft <laughs> yeah there we go all right well that is gonna wrap up the first freaking mcfarland Hardit's best ball special i like our work Dwayne. joe burrow justin fields a quarterback running back james connor travis etn devin singletary ronald jones khalil herbert james cook and zamir white wide receiver stefan diggs demonte adams terry mclaren amon ross st brown curtis samuel christian watson justin ross and paris campbell tight end we got three of them but three pretty good ones rob gronkowski irv smith and mo alley cox that's about how I want to do my tight ends, I think, this year, though. I, whether it's Gronk or not is, is, you know, besides the point. I want someone, probably Zach Ertz, the way things are shaking out, is, like, kind of where I'm drawing that line. Like, okay, I really want one of these guys. Because after that, like, okay, I'm, I'm fine to throw the dart at Irv. We have guys like Mo Ali cox you know, real late in the draft you can use to round out. But I think once you get past that tight end, you know, 12 or 13 spot, you start to have a lot of questions in a hurry. Yeah, I agree. And I think the other thing, you know, with the tight end, you know, because we did go with Gronk, I think you definitely have to carry three, which we talked about as we were going. Um, but I was glad that we came back and we did nail one in that tier below um, with Irv Smith. I know we wanted Albert O. He was probably the pick that we might, that if we could go back, like I would trade Albert O for um, Khalil Herbert. I know, Dwayne, Khalil Herbert. I messed up. Okay. No, 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 it's okay. <laughs> and I, no. But I think, you know, we're, dra- we're we're learning as we're drafting. It's not like me trying to like. Win or learn, you right? Out. Yeah. You know, it's not me like telling you I'm going to punch you, you know, break your glasses. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, I'll, I'll choose not to have violence again. Um, but just, you know, this is just being open like us, just thinking through like the picks we made. Um, like for me, like with Singletary, it was fine because we got the. What I like is the players that I didn't necessarily want to be drafting at this time of year. Like all the ones we did take were at a discount which is basically the article I wrote today. There's several players that, I, that I'm that i like, hey, I'm hedging on them, but I'm not going to draft them at or above ADP right now. You know, Devin Singletary definitely fits in that club. I like the fact that we got him below ADP. Um, so I, I like the roster. Um, again, this is our first one together, so it's not something where we have a ton of others to compare it to. Trying to get the full draft up. We can go through a couple of the squad, other squads um, in yeah, the yeah. league. Thank you to everyone that went ahead and helped fill out that draft always a pain to try to find uh the full draft board though sorry to the guy that ian said you know congrats for wasting your pick <laughs> <laughs> all right it's, uh we were doing the um some twitter spaces last year it was uh, my, myself Dwayne, and, uh, and and our buddy drake and like uh some someone like would ask a question I, you know I'm, I'm a pretty pretty energetic guy sometimes uh Dwayne and as all listeners know and so like I remember going in on a couple people and they were just like you know just being super nice and like trying to laugh it off afterwards and I was like man you know when you're actually talking to someone like not just speaking into a microphone but, like actually talking to someone it's like damn man you can be a you can be kind of a dick sometimes dude might want to <laughs> might want to chill out a little bit my goodness no it's okay like Ian saved it for me on tight end talk <laughs> we made we made it through all the other tiers and then like he just was having a bad day or something on tight end talk <laughs> dog i cannot get the big board open might have to apologize to the folks i said i was gonna break down their draft but you blame blame underdog not me i love underdog though it is a great uh great brand for the homies even if you're into golf and basketball they got some good stuff going on as well to me underdog and sleeper are uh re- revolutionizing the fantasy game Daring to be different, if you will. Yeah, I'm sorry, everyone. I cannot get the big board open. Okay, I can look at the other teams, though. Here we go. 
Looking at Al Craig, 111, Watson to a Baker. Got Jonathan Taylor, Brees Hall start, five running back build. Wide receivers relying a little bit on the Burks, George Pickens to hopefully carry them. But I like the Hopkins, you know, value just because he's I a like little bit I, I like the Traylon Burks pick too. Got him a little bit after ADP. Um, got George Pickens right around ADP. And there's there's several rumors that Pickens could make it into the first round. And he could be one of those guys that could go to Kansas City or go to Green Bay. So Love the like Alexander Madison pick. Good stuff, Al Craig. We're going to Ethan R, Justin Herbert, Daniel Jones, two QBs, CMC and Saquon. There we go. Mostert, Tyler Algier, and Marlon Mack afters. Hey, you're hoping you got the two RB1s in McCaffrey and Barkley, and if you do, uh, it's not going to matter as much. And it did a good job to load up on some of these wide receivers. Sky Moore, Will Fuller, Alave, London. Um, a lot of shots at guys that you know could really see their ADP absolutely booming up. And Jacoby Myers still going pick 119. You know, not the sexiest uh, wide receiver out there in terms of, I think, overall upside. But where he's going, I think a good example of someone probably being priced a little bit closer to their floor. This is a good squad, Dwayne. Even got uh, Cole Komet and Gerald Everett has solid enough late round tight ends on uh, Komet's case going well past ADP. Yeah, no, I agree, man. We can't see the board. Can if you click on that view full no. draft, it won't let you. I don't know why it won't let me. We'll have to figure that out. Like I, I remember last year, like doing this and for whatever reason, it was weird, like finding the board, like, and I haven't drafted on underdog this season. So yeah. Everyone seems to be pretty uh, content to actually go in on just a couple couple early round RBs. Dare we? I think next time, Dwayne, what could be fun is like doing a robust RB uh, start and seeing what the wide receivers will shake out like later. I, I think the going, I think a hero-ish RB route is going to be um, ideal this year. But I do wonder if we decide to scoop up a bunch of guys early because it does seem like people are trending towards taking the wide receivers earlier than kind of the dead zone running backs this year. Yeah, but I for me, like that makes the strategy like I love waiting on the backs because I know everybody's letting them letting them hang out there. And so it's like sure. if I can get if I can build up the receivers early, um, you know, and so it's like it's a double edged sword, really. I mean, so one, we know everybody is gonna be plowing through the receivers, so you wanna have some. You know, two, we know that we can wait and still get our backs that we like, we that we can specifically target and we can build some different teams. And the other thing just with robust, like, you know, like from a just from a you know pure number standpoint, like they just typically don't work out. Like I'm fine building a few for that year where it does work. But if I draft backs early, typically I just want to go like hyper fragile. Like if He's, we want yeah. if we want to go like three backs out of the gate, like I can pull the trigger on that. But then it's like, you know what? We're only going to take one more back and then we're going to really nail the receivers. We're going to really nail the tight ends. You got to make sure that we win in some other spots. Here's a bet on the game who had a couple of picks throughout the draft. I really liked uh, Snipe Rondale more uh, from us. I think Zach Ertz uh, was a good spot there. Even though it was before ADP, I disagree with the ADP. Obviously, I love the odd tape pick. But you saw he went Najee, Kamara, and Dobbins in three of the first four picks. If you're going to do that, you cannot take Mahomes early. Like, all right, don't take Mahomes if you, unless you have. Yeah. Tyreek or Kelsey coming to you early on. You're just not really optimizing your lineup. And then these best ball ones, I know this is just a 12-person, $5 tournament, but stacking is more important than ever in best ball. So, you know, to really have none of your top receivers matching up with your quarterbacks, hardly ideal. I know we were snagging uh, some of the Washington uh, guys away from uh, Carson Wentz. I guess he did get Wentz and McKissick uh, about the same time. I, I do think uh, once you load up on those RBs, you're just not exactly loving the wide receivers. Michael Pittman, Gabriel Davis, Adam Thielen, Rondale Moore, Michael Gallup. You can see how they work out, but obviously there's a quite a bit lower floor than if you're at least using one of those first four or five picks on the position. That Kyler Murray is the one. Where go back up? Coach, you want pick Murray sixty-six? Went, yeah, he was. He, he was after eighty. He, he was the one other one that like had we really been like working our board, like I think we, I can't remember who it was that we took at that pick. Um, but Kyler Murray, like he he's one that I, I would like to have if you can get some exposure to, like he's one of the only guys that I think, you know, really has, you know, he and Josh Allen, they have that ability to be 4,500 to 5,000 passing yards and 750 rushing yards. Like we know Lamar has that 1,000 yard um, rushing season in him, but I don't think either one of us think he could get to 5,000 passing yards. I think Kyler, you know, could actually, like, if you look at his numbers, like over 17 game seasons, like he's already done both. He was on track for 5,000 passing yards last year. 
he's already been over the 750 rushing yards. So we've seen him do both. It's just a matter of can he do both in the same season? Um, and man, I really want to get some Kyler uh, hooked up with Rondell Moore stacks. I also, uh, we didn't get a chance to draft him, but Russell Gage was going late, man, like outside the top 50, 60 wide receivers. He's a guy that, I, like that's his worst case. I think his worst case scenario is more like a wide receiver four. Best case is that Goblin recovery doesn't go great or yeah. Brady just loves him, period, and we actually get more of an upside wide receiver. Minimum, you're going to get spike weeks out of him because yeah. we know that he, look, he's really good against man coverage. Um, and not saying he is Antonio Brown, but that's what, that's really what the Bucks lost. Like Brady loved going to Antonio Brown and man coverage. Mike Evans grades out really well against man, but Brown was really the go-to guy. And so I think there is a chance, even though we know Russell Gage, again, is not Antonio Brown, that he really starts to play that role um, for the Bucks. And if he does, and to your point, if he starts to gain Brady's confidence, um, yeah, like I, sky's the limit, you know, if that happens or if Godwin has a, has a low uh, or has a long recovery. All right, never draft four quarterbacks, Graham Cracker, Libby Learn. I am going to give best team award to someone that actually loaded up early. Okay, you know, the the ego in me thinks that Dwayne and I have the best team. But other than us, Steve the Weave, congratulations. I like your squad. Got Russell Wilson, all the Denver guys, man. I've talked about them being such a good um, underpriced stack. You know, maybe took Javante a little bit early, but was able to get Russ, Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, even KJ Hamler there at the very end. Keep an eye on that ACL recovery. I was hearing something that it is, you know, quite a bit of a severe injury, and he's not a guarantee to be back. But, you know, when you're getting him in one of your last picks, I do see the Allura on with running backs Javante, Nick Chubb, and Aaron Jones, but I thought got some good value. Weave Dwayne, someone I was uh, cursing out throughout the draft for getting us a couple times. Really liked the squad he put together. No, I think he did a nice job as well. Um, I love, I love the stack that he put together. He got Albert O too. Yeah, and so like, yeah. <laughs> It's not necessarily like the route I try to take in 12 team leagues, but like if this was a big tournament, like I would really point to his roster, but I do think it's a good construction. Um, you know, and if you look at his, he got a lot of these guys, he did reach on several players, but again, these 80, I don't know how like on target this That's ADP is right now. And I, so I wouldn't know I, with the Albert O thing, um, 30, like, yeah, these are 30 second clocks. 30 seconds, pretty tough, but if you have a couple minutes, pay attention to who's picking after you. And if they're going to be sniping the one guy that you're holding on to, like if we had just looked a little bit at what Steve DeWeave was doing and saw, we already had Russell Wilson, uh, probably would have been a much bigger sign for us to go ahead and get Albert O. So, you know, Dwayne, I'm not sure if I'm gonna be able to sleep tonight after the uh, Khalil Herbert debacle. Other than that though, uh, I think the first uh, run through of this went good. Again, appreciate all you listeners out there. Encourage you guys to check out uh, the YouTube side of things much easier. I think to know what's going on when you can see uh, the queue, see the draft, board and everything else that's going on but Dwayne and i will be back on thursday regular audio edition of the pod I mean, we always have video but regular not doing a best ball draft edition i want to highlight the 25 players that i do believe have seen their stock rise Dwayne's going to have his reverse engineered best ball draft maybe some other goodness i don't know it's you know it's a fluid plan here on the pff fantasy football podcast but always is a great day to be great Dwayne, any final thoughts no, man, it's good to get a draft under our under our belts, like we mentioned. You know, coming through all that we did last week with the tiers, started talking about strategy this week. I do think we need to be more intentional. Like, we should think through, like, okay, if you're drafting now, like, what are the absolute advantages we should be taking, you know, that we should really be capitalizing on? Yeah. But I think it was the first draft. So it's like a matter of, like, okay, we got to work through some of these things. Um, but if folks want to see it, like the article came out today on PFF, I actually put it out there, um, this morning. So you can see the players that I'm targeting, the players that I'm far, that I'm fading, <laughs> the farting. players that I'm strong, I'm farkling, I don't know. <laughs> and the players that I'm straddling or, or you could call hedging, but basically it's just about like, if you're drafting right now, this is probably going to be the best time as far as ADP goes to draft a certain group of players. And then there's another group that could really go either way. So you're going to want some balance. Balance exposure. We talked about Devin Singletary. He's one of those. And basically, my rule of thumb on those is just draft from below ADP, but don't get overweight on them. So we did that today. And then the last bucket is really, you know, the guys that you want to be fading, meaning like 
their best case scenario is pretty much already baked into their ADP. So like Juju Smith-Schuster is a good example. Going the sixth round, people think he's a wide receiver three. He probably is. But the Chiefs have two picks at the end of the first round. They're using one of those on a receiver. Like what's almost guaranteed. So it's not even about hating on Juju. You could still love Juju and get him in the eighth round the week after the draft. You just get a better ADP on him. So if you plan on drafting throughout the season, now's not the time to draft Juju. Now's not the time to draft Javonta Williams because if Melvin Gordon resigns, he's going to drop to the middle of the second. He's not going to cost a late first. But if Melvin Gordon doesn't resign, it's not like he's going to move to pick one, two. Yeah. Like he's going to move up to pick 109. So just it's about balancing those things and thinking about, okay, if I'm going to draft all offseason, I want to be really intentional about getting the best value around ADPs as, as best possible as we can. So I'm, I'm, mo I'm mostly focused like on the first 10 rounds. Um, so I may do another piece. I, I did have some late round guys in there. I may do one more um, like here in another week where we focus on some of the late round guys. For Dwayne, I'm Ian. Thanks for tuning to PFF Fantasy Football Podcast. Until next time, take care, everybody.